0: keep the music flowing we'll be sprinkling in classic episodes from our archives between each new one so check out the story behind the song wherever you get your podcast so you want to be a rock and roll star no well how about a podcast star well as it turns out there's a new all-in-one platform just for you it's called anchor and it's the easiest way to make a podcast and check this out it's free Download the free Anchor app right now, or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what are you waiting for? Podcast Stardom is within your reach. The kids on Elm Street don't know it yet, but something is coming to get them. There's something out there, isn't there? Halloweenies, a Freddy Krueger podcast. Was locked in a room with a girl who went in alive and came out in a rubber bag. From the Consequence Podcast Network, the minds behind the Losers Club comes a new podcast in fantasy terror. Nancy, there's something wrong with you. You're imagining things. Halloweenies, a Freddy Krueger podcast. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with It's Me. And this is an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org, Consequence of Sound, and the Consequence Podcast Network. If you're already a subscriber, uh, thank you so much for checking out the series that we release interviews uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Please do take the opportunity to, uh, to leave a review, give the series a rating. All of the normal jargon that comes along with podcasting. Of course, if you're not, this is your moment to hit the subscribe button wherever you get your favorite podcast from, wherever you're hearing this from right now. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today my guest is Bill Payne of the legendary Little Feet. Little Feet are on their 50th anniversary tour this year, and Bill and I are going to head back, uh well, throughout the entire 50 years. We'll start back right in 1969 when he and Lowell George put the outfit together and what it was like in those first few months of the band, what they wanted this to be, what they expected it to be. Little Feet is a band that's had so many different sounds throughout the years, and it's really fun talking about those. Going from the, uh, the boogie sound of those early records, and especially with singles like Dixie Chicken... To turning more towards jazz fusion and really everything in between, we'll also talk about a few records specifically. 1979's "Down on the Farm" it's um, not the best moment in their history, and and Bill tells us about how that you know how his memory of that area actually paints how he hears those songs. It would be the last record of the band with Lowell George on it before he passed away and before they uh, the band were calling it a day themselves. Then we'll head to 1988. For the Let It Roll record, the Reunion record, this is version 2.0 when things got back going and ended up being uh, quite the success for the band. And we'll also hear about the uh, their most recent one, which came out in 2012, a record called Rooster Rag. We'll get into will there be another record, and if there needs to be. He'll also tell me about uh, their famous song, Oh Atlanta, which has some strong connections to Kentucky. Not just within the first lyric. And the other side of his life. Bill's been playing with the Doobie Brothers for quite a long time now. In fact, he'll tell us that they celebrate their 50th anniversary next year. He's a part of all of that as well. And there's some interesting news with new music from the Doobies as well. But for the most part, we'll be talking about his first main gig. It's Kyle Meredith with Bill Payne of Little Feet hey kyle how are you october 11th you're going to be here in louisville uh, playing at the uh, louisville palace right next door to us here at wfpk uh, for the 50th anniversary of little feet the band got together in 1969 it's probably a dumb question but does it feel like 50 years
1: (laughs) it feels like 100 (laughs) Uh, you know what kyle it's it, it does feel like 50 and uh the way I've been able to get my head around it is just to sort of view it in, in different sections. Right now, uh, I'm on tour with the Doobie Brothers. I'm in Bakersfield, California, home of Buck Owens. Uh, not his home, but this is where he, he resided. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I've been on the road for a long, long time and I with with various bands. But Little Feet always being at the center of, of uh, my... Uh, at least professional life, and it's hard to believe that I mean when Law and i in sixty nine thought well we probably won't be a household name, but we hope to be well known within the musical community. That has certainly happened. a lot of us have worked with with various uh different people, and man it's just it's it's wonderful to still be out here and and feeling good, playing great music, and uh what else is there?
0: You said you see it in segments and everything, and I'd like to go through a few of those in that way, segments, because because Little Feet, there was not one sound. You were a band that was sort of a different band, even with the same members. You were sort of a different band at various stages uh, of your career, but... In those first few months, in those first few months of 1969, I know the, you know, the actual debut album wouldn't come out for a couple of years after that, but, but what were those first few months like? Did you know what you wanted this band to be, what you wanted it to sound like?
1: First of all, I wanted to be in a band, period. I'd been in groups since I was 15, so 69, I was uh, 20 years of age. And I uh, met Lowell, who, was, who had been playing with the Mothers of Invention, who was Frank Zappa. Our idea of a band back then was musically keep it open, keep it eclectic. In other words, draw from various sources that we, we enjoyed, uh, which we did, uh, which included jazz and uh, country, rock and roll, R&B, et cetera, which gave us the, the voice that we had as a band would be, say, if we played Happy Birthday, we would still sound like Lil V, which I think was pretty darn cool. The expansion of the band If we wanted horns, if we wanted another guitar player, if we wanted to try this and that, that was also inclusive and part of our thinking was uh, we'd have a core group and then whatever we wanted to do to uh, try things, explore, that was really what the band was about. It was an exploration of music and genres and, and whatnot. So I've also said many times over the last 50 years that you'd have to be in 10 different bands to play the type of music that little feet was uh, allowed to play it was an experiment in terror let's just put it that way <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's
0: a, you know a lot's been written about how rock unfolded but but even through all that you all were doing it's amazing to me that it's not like you had the deepest well of uh, influences to maybe build on I mean uh, you know rock as we know it you know minus maybe what happened in the 50s, Starts in earnest, let's say sixty-three, right? I mean, I think a lot of people could put that as a, the new ground zero and everything. So to have mm-hmm. all that you all were doing, but you know, for what changed in those seven years, it's it's amazing.
1: Well, it was a, it was a golden age uh, that we were a part of, and uh, you know, I still look at artists like the Birds and the Rolling Stones, Bob Dylan. You know, I look up to those people. I mean, I want to when I go in to do sessions, Kyle, I I, I go in at eye level with people. But in my heart, the people that came before Little Feet, I'm, I'm looking up, not down. It's uh, there's, a, there's a deep respect for the music I was listening to, the artists that I was influenced by. I had a chance when we, uh, Little Feet played in uh, oh, Melbourne, Australia. We were, we were in fact, we were leaving from Melbourne. We, we'd been at the uh, uh, festival up in Byron Bay and we had toured with Leon Russell and he was waiting in a van, getting ready to go out to the airport. We were assembling to do the same thing and i just walked over to the van and i introduced myself and I, I said look i just wanted to i don't want to bother you but i want to thank you for for being influential to me as a, as a young guy in 1969 70 when little feet was just getting together and it was very gracious about it we shook hands and uh, but uh, it was it was nice to be able to to say something to a, a person that i really admired and uh, was quite influential in my my early going
0: and then, you know, just a few years after that, you guys, well, as you mentioned, I mean, you were you're were messing with it from the beginning, but kind of bringing in jazz. It, it almost seems like what you did there with jazz and jazz fusion ended up being a prophecy of what would happen, you know, more towards as the 70s went on and especially into the 80s. I mean, even Miles ends up coming around You know, at some point to do it himself. Where did that part come from for you? How, how did you end up there?
1: Well, you know, you mentioned Miles Davis, and Miles had uh, *Bitches Brew*, which was uh, a groundbreaking album, and it had Joe Zawinul on it. Uh, Joe Zawinul, for for people listening, played with Weather Report. And they had that uh, was it I don't know if it was Teen Town or <clears throat> there was one one of the songs that boom 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 they they had a huge hit with with that as an instrumental if if uh, folks go back into the archives with a it was a TV show called The Midnight Special they'll see Little Feet uh, Bonnie I think was on it uh, Emmylou Harris uh, I don't know if Ronstadt or I think it was Nicolette Larson. But I was asked to put some bands together, which I did, and I brought the ladies in. And I also brought in Weather Report, and they had Jaco uh, Pastorios playing bass. And so those influences were, were there, and, and Miles was there right, right in the beginning. I think when I, also when I visited Lowell's house in uh, summer of 69, part of his record collection included Ohm by uh, John Coltrane, for example. So those antecedents to us playing jazz were there. It would just be a matter of when we would feel comfortable enough to to lean into it and make it a part of our uh, vocabulary.
0: I want also want to hit on the um, you know a couple of the records that just happened to be in their anniversary. Their big round number anniversary year themselves. Down on the Farm was, it's sort of storied as as the final one before things took off again 10 years later. But uh, did it feel, you know, we were talking about it, you know, Little Feet maybe always being a different band or whatever. Did it feel Mm -hmm. like a different thing by that point? Did you know that the Wills had come off even going into that?
1: Oh yeah, no, it was uh, <laughs> it was a mess uh, for a while. And uh, low not unlike well, Lowell was unpredictable. Let's just put it that way. And he would disappear for God, weeks at a time. And uh, I read later about Jerry Garcia uh, that he was doing the same thing. <laughs> The, their band, The Grateful Dead, going. where's Jerry? <laughs> and then they're all jumping up and down, happy, when he go come back. Same with Little Feet. But yeah, it, it was it was a, a rough period. I had, I actually quit the band uh, before that record. I saw so I'd make one more record with, with everybody, but I just I just had had it. And Lowell went on his tour, his solo tour, and he passed away. And uh, later I worked with uh, John Belushi and Dan Aykroyd. I'd been asked to be on the, the Blues Brothers movie. Uh, I couldn't do it. I was working with Jay. James Taylor, I played on their second album for the Blues Brothers and I played, was asked to play at the uh, rap party at Universal in, in um, Los Angeles, which I did. And John Belushi, after the gig, came up to me and says, you know, Bill, I'd I'd, I'd love to do the Lowell George story someday. And I said, man, you would be perfect for that. And he was a little too perfect. He pretty well went out the same way Lowell did. And uh, But uh, yeah, these are just extraordinary. I'm sort of like this fly on the wall. <laughs> in terms of a career with with people. And that night at Universal included um, Duck Dunn and uh, Steve Cropper, who were also in that band. So I've had a ringside seat to not just Little Feet, but six years with James Taylor, uh, working with Bob Seger, uh, Bonnie Raitt and Lou Harris. It gets to the point where I I go, you know what? I can't hold a job, I guess. (laughs) but it is
0: amazing, and, and it feels like, you yeah. know, even, even I don't know, I'll stick with that one for one more with, with Down on the Farm. To have an experience like that, does it paint how you hear that record? Uh, I'm obviously remembering it, you know, kind of goes there, and, and I don't know if you ever even go back to listen to the albums or anything, but but does having that kind of experience, how you feel about the songs on the record?
1: Well, you mentioned that 10-year hiatus we had after that, and to, to answer your question, yes, it it definitely paints how you, how you hear it, uh, at least initially. Later, you, you get enough distance to to hear beyond the experience of recording it, which could be pleasant, as was the case of making, uh, let's say, uh, Feast Don't Fail Me Now. Uh, not so pleasant with the last record album, and because of Lowell's death, not a great experience with uh, Down on the Farm. But when I'm up on stage playing those songs I don't I don't compartmentalize that, that end of it but the the records, yeah, I, in fact I kind of I got away from little feet in my head and just uh, otherwise during that ten year hiatus, not not for the entire ten years by the way, but I was surprised, and I don't know why, that people were just loved the band. I mean you know, the musicians I was playing with, uh, Lee Sklar, Dan Dugmore, Cooch, Wadi Watel, uh, and then the artists I was working with, uh, uh, James Taylor and um, Seeger. I mean all these guys. They 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 loved little feet and I was like, Wow <laughs> we, we had that kind of impact? Okay. It was it, it was an eye opener and it was uh, I'm a little slow sometimes, so I'll just put it that way. <laughs>
0: Well, it does roll back around. So, you know, just uh, nearly ten years later, nineteen eighty-eight, "Let It Roll" comes out, and and this seems like the triumphant return. I mean, it, it's it, it on paper, at least in history, however you want to look at that. It seems mm-hmm. like this was the validation that you're talking about. Like, yes, this was real. People do love us.
1: It it also speaks to another thing too, Kyle, which is that little feet is bigger than any one component. Lowell is a huge component of Little Feet. Uh, we were questioned by many as to how can you do it without Lowell? And um my my thinking was not unlike when I heard the, the Yardbirds in the late sixties and Jeff Beck wasn't there. And I went, Well, See, where's Jeff back? Me, and <laughs> our friends that went to Pismo Beach to hear them, and this other guy starts playing as Jimmy Page. Well, sure. Jimmy Page was incredible. And Craig Fuller is an amazing singer. He, he I think he he fitted in quite aptly. But nobody is old George. You know, Jimmy back okay fine we still weren't there yet but i knew that if you had a the, the material and what we talked about very early in the interview which is if it sounded like little feet then we had a good chance of, of um i wanted to get it past my own uh, purview first did i was i getting off on the music and if i was then i figured a lot of other people would and um that that was the, the bar i set because uh by that time i'd been working with, with quite a few people. Stevie Nicks uh, was another artist I, was, I had the honor of working with. And Jackson Brown, I had turned down the Rolling Stones to, to tour with them because I, I just was in a, a bit of a free-for-all and free-fall uh, in a personal level with marriage and whatnot. And I was also working with three or four different bands. and I just I, It was just an overload, so I, I turned them down. And it's one of the few things I, I, I regret, even if mildly, but I also keep in perspective that I was able to put a little back together because i wasn't working with the rolling stones so uh, it's just uh it's been like a dickinson tale you know what i mean
0: well i mean you you all have now had as many records uh post lowell as as during that first run there um obviously with uh Rooster Rag being the most recent one in, in, in 2012, you know, and, and again, that's solid proof, solid proof of everything you just said right there. Although, I, you know, I should ask, it has been since 2012. Is there still that desire? Do you need to do more records? Is that in you?
1: Well, I'd love to. Personally, I don't know. If, I don't know if we can. I, I, I'm i not sure what we're going to do. I've written 20 songs, four of which were recorded on rooster rag with robert hunter i've got another so that leaves 16 and with my (laughs) feeble math, but um i've got i've written a lot of other songs with with paul Muldoon, who's a pulitzer prize winning uh, poet teaches at princeton uh, used to hold the top church cambridge he's he's a wonderful writer joe henry and i've written a song i've written a bunch with my son um i've i've got a lot of other tunes that i've written on top of that so one way or another i'd like to get those recorded and if I could do some with Little Feet, Tom garns he's another friend of mine from Montana, where I live. We've written a lot of cool tunes. So yeah, I mean, my my energy's there. I I'm just not sure. Uh, other than doing the 50-year tour with Little Feet, where where we're where we are right now uh, so um uh, 2020 will will reveal quite a lot of
0: i'm sure now do you ever consider uh introducing those through the, the the doobies to see if they want the songs
1: i sure have and uh they've got a what is it there's a four or five tunes ep they're putting out pretty soon i think and um which includes the songs that they wrote with their producer. He's a wonderful writer, and Tommy and Pat Simmons went in, Tom Johnston and Pat Simmons went in and wrote some songs with him. And uh, they sound really good. I played on them, and, uh, which I was, I was happy to do. I played on uh, most of the Doobie Ruther records. It is their 50th anniversary next year, 2020. Right. Right. So it's going to be a big year for uh, <laughs> two years in a row for me. Uh, 50 years and twice. In all of this. <laughs> I know. I mean, uh, I go right from this tour. Um, we wind up August. Uh, excuse me, October sixth. On the seventh, I get up early, not too early, but jump a plane up to Minneapolis and start with Little Feet that evening till the end of uh, of the run. And we'll we'll uh, certainly be looking for the uh, Derby Pie when we're in your neck of the woods. <laughs> you know, you,
0: you you've got the song Oh Atlanta, which isn't about Kentucky, but it starts with that name. Is that a street?
1: The name? It, it's actually your state. because so the it Air is a state. Yeah, it's Kentucky. And it's the airport, I believe, is either in Kentucky or in Ohio, but Kentucky is on the other side of the river, let's say, or we're on the other side of the, the line. And I was amazed at people watching planes take off. This is on our first tour. It was technically in 1970. We played the Reflections Club in Cincinnati. It held about 1,000 people, and people were we did two nights. It was on Christmas Day and I think the 26th or maybe even Christmas Eve and the 25th. But um, they were all going crazy down there singing football songs. Their team with uh, Woody Hayes, uh, the Buckeyes, were going out to, to the Rose Bowl to play Stanford, and they lost. <laughs> we weren't exactly reveling in that, but they weren't paying any attention to us either. So it was... Uh, <laughs> It was a a little bit of a a pronouncement there, uh, but yeah, Kentucky is uh, exactly what what I was uh, writing about. And uh, there's a, a a friend of mine, the cat lives in uh, he's got a place in Nashville and Kentucky, and uh, he's. I spent a little time in Kentucky on his our uh, farm, I guess, which is cool. So it's a good place. Yeah, our road manager with with the Doobie Brothers is from Kentucky as well. Oh, cool! So yeah, it's a good connection with you guys.
0: Yeah, well, be, you know, of course, it'd be a little exciting to hear that uh, that that track right there, and again, when you all bring it here, do you still find that there is new places to take you know these these songs
1: uh, live? Yeah, in fact, uh, when I was doing some solo work a few years ago, I was doing uh, Oh Atlanta, and I. Threw it into more of a New Orleans slant, uh, w- which the, the, it wasn't the beat so much, but it's the way I played it. I slowed it down quite a bit. Gotta please down, Kentucky, right down near Ohio, that kind of thing, with the, with a the rolling piano beneath it. It was fun to play. It was nice to listen to. And then when I wanted to, to do the the breakdown with with the chorus, let everybody sing it with me, and then boom, I'd go into the the original beat on it. it was kind of fun. So uh, yeah, I. I I view lang- uh, the music for what it is, which is a language. And um, uh, whenever I can converse with with people um, musically, I I like to do so. If I was sitting in front of a piano, I would have played it for you just now. But I I'm in a hotel room in Bakersfield, California. So.
0: <laughs> Appreciate the uh, the sentiment just the same. Bill, it is certainly a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, Thank you so much for taking the time. October 11th, we've got Little Feet here in town at the Louisville Palace for the 50th anniversary. I am so looking forward to that. It's been a pleasure.
1: It truly has. Thanks for the conversation, Kyle. And uh, if you get a chance, please stop by and backstage and say hey.
0: Absolutely. Will do.
1: All right, man. Take care.
0: All right. You too. See you later. Bye-bye. And my thanks to Bill Payne. Little Feet, they're on their 50th anniversary tour throughout the rest of this year. And that does it for this one. Before you get out of here, if you're not a subscriber, I do hope you hit that subscribe button right now. So we put out interviews with all your favorite stars Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And if you are a subscriber, please do give the series a rating and leave a review as well. That's always uh, so helpful in this podcasty world. After that, you can head to WFPK.org, where I do a show Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern. There's uh, there's new song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and of course, more interviews, bonus interviews even, at WFPK.org. Consequenceofsound.net has your music and film news. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition of Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time.